Street House Podcast, where we gather at the table to hear each other's stories. I'm your host, Angie Smith, and I am so glad that you're here. Please pull up a chair and join us. Welcome to the Retreat House Table. I am alone at the table today because I wanted to talk a little bit about the last series on grief and just wrap that up a little bit and then talk a little bit about the next series that's going to be coming up on the Retreat House podcast. So first of all, I just have to say to all the people that came on the podcast to share their story of grief, it was such a privilege to have you come on and sit across the table from me and share yourself so honestly and to make yourself vulnerable. And to those of you who have been listening and and contacting and reaching out saying that this series has meant something to you. I'm I'm so grateful. And every person that I've had on the podcast, every guest has said that that's been their hope. They want to share their story to be able to offer hope or encouragement or just for God to use it in some way to minister to somebody else. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of walk through the series and um, who the guests who we've had, and then we'll kind of give a look at the next series that we have going on. Um, yeah, so we started off with Callie talking about losing her dad. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I've asked people to come on, people who I know and people whose grief story has meant something to me. And, you know, I know Callie. I know her dad was a professor at Northwestern. And I kind of forget how public that is. So it was really, um, it, it was really meaningful to see the way that people were responding to Callie sharing her story and people sharing memories of her dad, which as we heard time and time again from different guests that, you know, people asking about the person that they've lost or people still talking about the person they lost meant so much. And so, you know, for Callie to see that her dad isn't forgotten and to be reminded again of the impact that he had on so many people's lives was just really, really encouraging and a lot of fun to see and to hear the stories that people had about about Professor Wall. Um, and then the next one, I had my friend Justine come on and talk about her walk with multiple miscarriages. And, you know, I had seen her walk through that on her, she wrote, writes about it on her blog, which is in the show notes, um, which I should probably look at the name because I, I could not get it right when I was talking to her. Simple in the Windy City is the name of her blog. Um, but yeah, and she just offered such great practical advice. And I love the way that Justine just really clung to the Lord and let him do what he was going to do in her and was so intentional about the way that she walked through her grief and the way that she wrestled with God about all of the loss that she had, that she and Jason had. Then the next week I had uh, my friend Alice Stockon, who had lost her husband, Bill. And, you know, I had heard Alice share her story of loss before. And it was Alice who had said, who had actually said to me the first time that when people talk about Bill to her, that even if she cries, even if it makes her a little sad, that it 
it means that people haven't forgotten him. And when people avoid talking about him, she talked about how hard that was for her. And I'm forever grateful of that lesson, especially, I, I guess I think of it, especially when someone has had the loss of a child, that that just feels awkward to talk to somebody about, um, to bring that up. You know, you don't want to bring up something that's so painful, but to remember that, you know, this child was a part of them and is still a part of them and they don't want their child to be forgotten. So, so grateful that Alice came on and, and shared her story. And then Dave, you know, Dave Lutz, you know, I've known Dave and Mickey for several years and, you know, their story of loss and God making beauty from ashes is just one of those remarkable stories that you never, ever forget. Um, and the way that he went through grief and almost like chased after, chased after health in the midst of it and, you know, just went right through um, will always speak to me about not only grief, but just things in life. You know, I'm kind of an avoider. So, but he just went right through it. And that always, always speaks to me. And then next we had um, Adrian, who um, I wasn't expecting her to go back to as early as she did about loss, but I appreciated the way that she talked about the way that she interacted with death from, you know, being in early grade school and losing a friend by getting hit by a car all the way up to, you know, losing her son and then her parents and her, her journey through that. And um, again, how she wrestled with God and, you know, was honest with God in ways that I think people are uncomfortable doing. You know, she was uh, using lots of four-letter words to describe what she thought of the situation and how she felt about it. And, you know, God is big enough to take that. He's big enough to hear that. And what I appreciated was that she stayed in relationship with him, even when it was hard. And that spoke to me because, I don't know, I guess I've thought maybe I would cut <laughs> and run because it just gets so hard, which is funny because I think it would be harder without him. You know, I, I think, you know, I remember the faith crisis I had after my mom died thinking, you know, God, this is not what I signed up for. And, you know, it's it death is a part of life and it just happens. And I think it would be a lot harder to go through without him than with him. So, yeah. Um, and then the next week, we had Jo Saxton on sharing about her loss of her, her foster mom and her dad and some job loss within the church. And, uh, man, I just, every time Jo speaks, there is just wisdom that pours out of her. And, um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not even sure what more to say about that. Um, yeah, so, and she talked about, she has a new book out, The Dream of You, which it's funny, I'm getting ready, I'm preparing to pre present a workshop at a conference this weekend, and I went back to her book because um, the workshop is about being seen, and she talks about that in The Dream of You. And I went back to the book, and I, you know, had all of these tabs in there, and all these things underlined, and pages doggy-eared and it's just, it's such a good book it's such a great book about identity it's such a great book about 
um, being really honest with ourselves about who who we are, who we think we are, and who God says we are. It's um, it's you know it it pokes you, and I've heard someone describe it as it steps on your toes. Uh, but in but challenging really false ways about we the ways that we think about ourselves. So it's a great book, anyway, is what I'm trying to say. So you should check that out. It, yeah, just yeah, it was great to have Joe on. And then the next week we had my friend Tanya Larson, who was just so much fun. And um, yeah, I didn't expect that when we were talking about grief that we would laugh quite so much. Um, but I think that's one thing I that is one thing I appreciate about Tanya is yeah, that's how she approaches life. You know, um, things are tough and they're hard, uh, but sometimes sometimes you just have to laugh. Or you will be in the fetal position in the corner. That's just the way that it is. So love the way that Tanya is comfortable in gray areas and really wrestles with things instead of um, trying to smooth over them and, oh, I can't go there. I can't think about that. That, you know, that is sounds wrong. And um, but I appreciate the way that she is wrestling with God and wrestling with issues and uh, kind of stepping into gray areas, which I think a lot of people find kind of, you know, scary or uncomfortable, at the very least. And then the last episode that we had in grief was Rich and Cheryl Brunko talking about chronic job loss and just so appreciate them coming on and think it's a great episode that you could share with people who are experiencing that kind of job loss. Um, and especially men, because I'm a woman, so I can't speak as a man, but it seems like when men are walking through something like job loss, that that can really attack their identity. And I don't know that men, all men usually, or like the stereotype of men, is that they, you know, sit down across the table from each other and have a really honest conversation about it. And so what I loved about the episode with Rich and Cheryl is that he was so honest and to think that, you know, a man could listen to that by himself and hear the encouragement from Rich and just some practical things to do, or at the very least know that he is not alone and he is not defined by losing his job and not defined by his job at all. Um, yeah. So I just really appreciate the way that they came on and shared and shared really honestly about their marriage and how it has affected their relationship. And I really appreciate that they, they are just not going to give up on each other. And even though it's hard and, um, you know, miserable, it sounded like sometimes that they're fighting for it. They're fighting for their marriage. They're fighting to keep their head above water in the process of this. So yeah, I just, again, want to thank all of the guests that I had on during the grief series and thank all you listeners who um, were giving feedback during it and letting me know that, it, you know, the way that it was affecting it and the way that affecting you and the way that God was using it and that it mattered. And that was encouraging for me to hear because I wasn't sure about starting out the new year talking about grief, but it's just a subject that we don't talk about a lot. And I think we sh- we can do a better job. There's lots of room for improvement on it. And so I'm really grateful that I was able to open up the conversation about 
grief. So thank you so much for listening in during that series. And so for the next series that we have coming up, it's going to be called, or it's called, What Should I Know? And we're going to cover a variety of topics. Um, It's going to be a big umbrella, but these are things that I think I should know more about. And I'm hoping that you will feel like there are some things that you'll learn or that there are things that you should know more about too. But I've been realizing there's some people in my life that um, when you when I sit down with them across from the table on the podcast and are very intentional about a topic, I get to learn some really great things from them. And I'm just really grateful because I feel like I've got amazing people in my life surrounding me. And yeah, and again, people's willingness to come on to the podcast and share their story is great. So um, some of the episodes that we have coming up under what should I know is what should I know about Hmong culture? In the Twin Cities, there's in Twin Cities and then Wisconsin too, just in this part of the Midwest. We have a, one of the largest, maybe the largest uh, Hmong refugee populations. And I, I, as a white woman, white Minnesotan, I know little. I mean, it's really sad how little I know about Hmong culture or have not gone out of my way to get to know someone who is Hmong. And I was at a conference in the fall and met a really just beautiful young woman. And she agreed to come on the podcast and talk about, you know, what it's like to be Hmong and Hmong culture and all from her perspective. So we'll be talking about Hmong culture. I'm working on finding someone to talk about Somali culture, because again, in Minnesota and the Twin Cities, we're looking at the biggest, one of the biggest uh, refugee populations of Somali people. And uh, again, I'm guilty of not knowing that much about, if anything, about Somali culture. So I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Some other topics we're going to be talking about is what should I know about Down syndrome? What should I know about relationships? What should I know about Jewish culture in light of the Passover and, you know, the, the world that Jesus was living in kind of leading up to Easter? If there are any topics in particular that you want to hear about, um, I can't guarantee that we'll cover them all, but you can go over to the Retreat House Facebook page and um, comment in there You can, or comment on this episode's uh, post of some topics like things that you feel like you'd like to know more about or what should I know about some different topics. Uh, so I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be stretching and I think I'll probably be uncomfortable sometimes, <laughs> but that's good. That's stretching, that's growing, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it and have some great guests lined up and would love to hear what your suggestions are too. So uh, this is going to be kind of a shorter episode this week, but I just really felt like we needed to wrap up the grief series and then look ahead to the What Should I Know series coming up next week. So thank you so much for listening in. Uh, I appreciate you subscribing. And if you are a subscriber, if you could go over to iTunes and rate it, that would be great. Um, yeah, I just appreciate the privilege that I have to to do this and to sit across the, from the table from people and hear their stories. It's just absolutely my favorite thing. So thank you for 
listening in and making it so that it's not just the two of us talking, <laughs> but there's somebody else listening in and hopefully um, being encouraged or challenged by the conversation that we're having. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House podcast. Any links mentioned in the show can be found in the show notes. We want to thank Isaac Turley for his music at the beginning and end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, and we'll see you next week on the Retreat House podcast. Thank you.